Welcome everyone to the Soul Survivor Spring Appeal Spark Stories. Today, we're gonna listen to an excerpt from Jim Yost. He is a missionary in Papua still today, but Jim came and visited us, I think it was back in 2005 to 2007, Sanayev Showground, or any of you there back in those days. Well look, Jim really did help us launch into our future. And here is a part of his talk where he really does get us to think about God has a way of his own and that's the way we would love to follow. Enjoy this talk. Hope it does spark your walk with him. First thing I want to tell you, that God does things his way to carry out his purposes on this earth and it doesn't have to make sense to us. God will be God, and he doesn't have to ask our permission. Isn't that right? God will do it his way, and he doesn't have to say, is that okay with you? He always does it his way. Isaiah 55, 8, the Lord says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways, thus saith the Lord. He doesn't do it our way. And whenever we think we've got him figured out, he'll do it a different way. God comes and he moves and we see it and it's great. And we package it and we say, this is how God always moves. And then he goes on and does it a different way. And we're still stuck in what he's been doing in the past. God will do it his way. And it doesn't always make sense. Jesus' birth did not make sense. Being born in a stable. And Israel was waiting for this Messiah, this, this king to come back and to take him. Someplace better didn't make sense. When Jesus goes into Jerusalem at the triumphal entry, they're hoping he's going to come like a general on a white horse, leading them out of Roman rule and, and, and colonization by the Romans. And Jesus comes on this humble donkey. He doesn't fit our stereotypes. He doesn't do it our way. Evangelism. Why do we think evangelism is only going to be slightly disruptive to my normal everyday life. Oh yeah, there's lots of backslidden Christians here I need to minister to. When there's a whole bunch of people who have never heard the gospel one time. Oh, I, I like ministering to these kind of people. These are my kind of people. But what about all those other groups that are not your kind of people that got nobody talking to them about Jesus? Why do we think evangelism is just going to be kind of fun and easy? I didn't get to the mission field because I thought it was going to be fun and easy. You know, after a tumultuous adolescence where in my teenage years I really should have died from all the crummy stuff I was doing in my life. But God preserved my life over and over because he knew there was something that he wanted to do with this, a destiny in this life. And guys, it's the same with you. Soul Survivor is not here for fun and games. There's a destiny on this movement. And if you don't realize that destiny, God's going to find somebody else to move with. After I, God got a hold of my life, I went off to university with a great scholarship to a great university. 
First week, I was an engineering major. Second week, I was a journalism major. Third week, I was a dropout. God doesn't do it our way. He's not a, desirous to make you famous and successful. Tell that to the person next to you. God doesn't desire for you to be famous and successful. Oh, this is a declaration of faith. <laughs> well, something just broke loose. So I dropped out of school, and I said, I got to get discipled. My life has just been turned around and upside down by the Lord Jesus. I got to get some of the Word. Where can I go to study the Word? And somebody said, Jim, there's these places called Bible colleges you can go to to study the Word. Okay. So I knocked on the door of a couple Bible colleges. I got rejected because they looked at me in my long hair, kind of, they thought I wasn't really interested and serious about the Bible because my appearance still hadn't caught up with what had happened in my heart. And so I finally found this place where they said, you come off the streets, come off the beaches, wherever. You love Jesus with all your heart. doesn't matter what you look like. So I thought, that's good. I'll study the Bible for a, while, for a year. I like this so much. I stayed another year and another year. Never thought I'd be a missionary. I was the least likely candidate to be a missionary. <laughs> but there's this thing called the seeds of missions that get started planting in your heart. And guys, you can't be around Soul Survivor very long for, except that the seeds of missions are going to get planted in your heart. And those start growing and they start disrupting your life till someday you're going to say, is this for me or is this just for other people? And so I asked that question. I went off to a uh, summer internship for three months to Japan and Korea where God confirmed to me in Japan, Jim, it's for you. God does it his way, not my way. So I found my wife. She had a calling on her life. I had a calling on my life. Hey, let's do this together. So we got married. And within a few months, we were near Injaya, Papua. Guys, the younger you are, the better it is to serve God. Because you're flexible, and you can go for broke, and you can do things that later on in life you'll think twice about. <laughs> so my wife and I, young and naive, 24 and 23, we get out to Irianjaya, and we say, we want to do what nobody else wants to do or can do. Okay, they said, there's this tribe way down in the middle of the lowlands in the mosquito-infested swamplands where there's lots of malaria. Nobody wants to go there. Okay, we'll go there. So we went into this tribe, and it wasn't glorious. It wasn't easy. Wide, it takes the narrow way, the road less traveled. In those first two years, I got malaria 12 times, over and over again. The malaria that's the worst in the entire world. Every time I got it, I got evacuated out by a plane, came back, got sick again. Every two months, I got sick. I asked God, is there a, a gifting to be sick? Spiritual gift of sickness? I had a church praying for me 24 hours a day. I still got sick. But I didn't realize until after this movement happened, a couple years went by, and I was sitting in a hut cooking food and with the men, and they said, Jim, 
Do you remember when you were so sick in those early years? Yeah, I remember. Can't forget. Well, we'd see you get sick, flown out. We thought, you'll never come back. But you came back. You got sick again, flown out. We thought, he'll never come back. But you came back. We began to realize that you have something so important to say to us. We better listen to it. Do you hear this? God will use suffering in my life as preparation for the gospel in their lives. God doesn't do it our way.